Hello. This is, what's my name again? Michael J. Flores. And you're Brian David Marshall. Correct. Uh, off, it's not a camera. What is it? Off recorder? Sure. Off recorder, Brian and I were arguing about whether to do the top eight lists from 2012 we discussed in the previous podcast. And Brian was like, no, no, no. And he talked exactly like exactly that. Exactly like that. There's no way anyone wants to hear about anything but the new cards. And I was arguing, no, we'll just do two casts. We'll release them. It will be a big, it'll be a big trick. And then, of course, I realized that Brian simply hadn't done his homework from the previous podcast. So homework I had assigned to myself. And I, I, I would like to to point out that we're not recording on my iPhone. We're recording on my iPad so that I could refer to the notes uh, that I had taken. <laughs> For, for this, uh, including my my um, top eight cards from the year, top eight decks, oh. top eight players, which include a number of surprises, uh, multiple players, I believe, from Canada. Oh. Do you have Reed Duke on that list? Reed Duke I have in uh, fourth position on the year. Okay. Why don't you want to quickly look at my list of players, tell me sure. how bad you, you like them or dislike them. You don't know who the first player is. I don't know who the first player is, but you want to know if he's on your list, so you're fine. In position one. Yeah. <laughs> so you're fine. Uh, this is who this player is. Um, I won't reveal it in this podcast on account of then it will spoil it for the next one. I, I even screenshotted this. Top aided a, a Grand Prix earlier this year. And look at his uh, Facebook post that he put on my wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very funny, of course. It's not funny. Of mastery. Course. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to use this content somewhere else. Fun mastery. <laughs> Fun mastery. Anyway, I'm Michael J. Flores. I am joined by the Pro Tour historian, Brian David Marshall. And here we are with our first of presumably many Gate Crash podcasts. Yeah. I, 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 so, you've, we've seen, I don't know, a small portion of the set so far. About a third or a fourth in. Maybe, maybe. maybe a fourth in. What's your initial reaction before we even start looking at the individual cards? I quite like a couple of the cards. Um, you know, the cards that are released at this point, typically a lot of the interesting cards, but maybe not the most absurd cards have been released. And then not a whole lot of crappy cards, or I just didn't remember the crappy cards. Yeah. That's that's my overall. I mean, you, you had a, you, you previewed a Planeswalker. Domri Rad, yeah. yeah. Drade, I don't know how. Yeah, or, right. Who Who said it, um... A, a red-green one card that cares about the top card of your library. Of course, it's Arate. <laughs> it's got the cost of a giant trapdoor spider. Sure. It, it did seem a little pointed. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, cares about, perhaps if you have only spiders on top of your library, it will be a, a, a good card well, drawing cards. But there was some... There was a little bit of, like... Uh, I know Zach Hill was like, this card's bonkers. So, I just want to interlude about Zach. So, um... Zach lives in New York now, so sometimes I've got a coffee with him, or and we, we, we chat much more than we did previous to his move sure. to New York, certainly. So, um, weirdly, him being in New York means you see him. I, you see him more. Him being in New York means I see him less. Interesting. I would see him more at events. At events, sure. So Zach is unsure whether or not he's even allowed to play this weekend in Grand Prix Atlantic City. He's, just, he's asked a bunch of times right. if he can play, and he just doesn't keep it. So he's, I think he's just going to try to jam it, and we have a sweet deck. Oh, nice. Like, really super sweet deck. Um, I posted a Liliana of the Dark Realms deck. A couple oh, of them, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. a few months Format ago. Yeah, standard. Yeah. And um, I was going to play... Grand Prix Atlantic City. True story. No new cards yet, so right. 
pretty established format. Standard, I, standard. Yeah, which I've been studying for months. Yeah. Um, and I was going to play a four-color Borderland Ranger deck. And uh, so I got to the point where I'm just like, for a couple of weeks, I'm just going to get reps in. Just know this deck inside and out. And my... I, I, I use a multiple different um, strategies for, for building decks. So... The one that I usually do, do just for, like, making decks for articles or oftentimes when somebody asks me to to help or collaborate on an event that they're working on is, you know, to brew, work in tournament practice room, testing against my friends, stuff like that. Um, and uh, But if I'm going to play myself in a tournament that, that I need to do a lot of preparation for, usually I try to figure out which, which decks I'm willing to play. Uh, and then I just jam tons and tons of moto cues, just do nothing but, but play this deck so that I, I can make adjustments and play it in, in kind of more serious tournament format. So I was playing the the four-color Borderland Ranger deck, and at the point that my, my red deck wins opponent, which this is supposed to be a great matchup for me, red deck wins, my deck is playing Efficient Blockers, Huntmaster of the Fells, uh, Thrag Tusk, Point Removal. He, like, smi- he like smiley-faced me the second that he saw it was me because he'd beat me three times earlier that night. I mean, he was not an impressive player by any means, and I mean, I just kept mulliganing into into like Plains Kessig Wolf Run like five card. Yeah. Hence, I was just like no more. And Zach was telling me, he's like, "Oh, I think that deck's sweet, but may- maybe I'll just play something with Liliana, the Dark Realms." And I'm like, you know, I was having so much success with my Liliana, the Dark Realms Black Red deck before the the Rakdos Aggro deck came out a few yeah. months ago. I just kind of put it on the shelf because. The, the way I had built the deck, it had, like, um, you know, Dreadbore, Pil- uh, you know, um, Tragic Slip. It wasn't particularly optimized to kill haste creatures or, or uh, decks that had resilient zombie offense. So, you know, Zach said that to me, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really not happy with my four-color Borderland Ranger deck, which is basically like a, a mid-range green deck with, with main deck Sphinx's Revelation. It's kind of like, ooh, look at how badly I can bend my mana base. So I just, I took up... I took out Liliana and um, just switched uh, Pillar of Flames for, for Tragic Slip and added main deck Searing Spear, and I have not come close to losing a Q. Awesome. And I'm just, like, in. I, 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 you know I like Liliana since... I mean, I, I just took the plunge. I mean, like, I, I posted a receipt on my blog. I'm just like, game on, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is a $300 bill that says I'm playing this this, <laughs> this deck this week. I, I don't get to play in a lot of tournaments, so... Right. So... You, I, you don't want to be subject to having to find cards. Yeah, I mean, like... Or not play the deck you absolutely want to play. I, I want to make... And So anyway, Zach... Which just means you're just going to switch decks. No, Zach... Take Josh out of the top like the day before the yeah, Nobody owns the cards that I want to play with. Yeah. Staff of Nin and Liliana. People laugh at... So... I was actually into the card. You, you, you actually when we I long balled all these cards. When we were right? doing our our <clears throat> similar podcast for uh, when that card that was the one M thirteen. Yeah, right? when we were talking about M thirteen preview cards, you know, you, you you were on staff and then right away you you thought that card was so, double planeswalker. So my 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 current version that I'm playing only has three staff and in main. Zach's like, what matchup do we not want four? Because I play all four against red deck. Even though it costs six, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just thought for casting costs. So I've been going out of two against red deck after sideboarding. Like one of my opponents was like, why do you have cremate your deck, or why do you have it against me at least? You know, he's playing red deck, and I'm like, I just want to get my curve down. <laughs> you know, so I guess like I can, if, he, if I kill his pyroheart or something, I can, I can. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of the the pyroheart wolf. I I mean, I. I 
I'm sure that it's right in a lot of the situations that people have been crushing me with it. Like, if you've got a Thrag Tusk, Pyheart's actually really good against you, right? Um, but I, I would not be caught in a Grand Prix with a Pyheart in my deck in a construct. I mean, I only get so many shots a year to play big yeah, tournaments. Yeah. Like, I want to play the cards I want to play, and a 3-mana 1-1 one, one is not on the list. Sure. 3-mana 2-2 two, two that gets a basic. I mean, that's a different story, right? <laughs> but anyway... <clears throat> I mean, but... It's so a three mana one one that comes back as a three mana two two, right? Like you get yeah. similar yeah. in the Borderland Ranger. So um, Zach made some comments, and I think he's absolutely right. I, I was actually just willing to chalk up the reanimator match because like, there's no reason we have to lose to them. We don't, we don't have to try to cremate them. We can actually just like keep them from killing us and then wrath them and make them kill us again and wrath them again. And I'm like, it actually makes a lot of sense. You know, we, we can slaughter games their unburial right, slaughter games their angel. I, actually, we just play a fair game against them. You can one for one all their guys. If they're not doing something insane, it's okay. How, how hard is it for you to rest in peace? It, um, the whole reason you play the Liliana the Dark Realms deck is you're never color screwed. Your, your deck is black. It's got some red splashes. And, sure. Like, if you have Liliana in place, she just goes against your red and you only need one yeah, ever. You got to uh, so, I was actually a little mad at myself. Um, I just lost a, just a, a pickup, you know, tournament, like, you know, in between waiting for tournament, uh, like, what do you call it, uh, like, cube cues or something, I just played a tournament practice room match against Reed's deck, which I should have just thrown game one, like, it, as soon as he showed me he was actually still playing with main deck Elixir of Immortality, I should have figured I could no, not possibly win, but I played out the whole game. So we went to game three situation where, just drawing land, 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 and, um, as soon as he hits me with, uh, he had a 2-2 Thrag Tusk token, so um, I had Curse of Death's Hold in play, and he put me to 1 with it, and I, I had been holding a Searing Spear. As soon as he did that, I knew that I was going to draw, um, I knew I was going to draw Sign-In Blood. Um, so, lo and behold, I drew Sign-In Blood the next turn, and I just Sign-In Blood myself to death, uh, and revealed what would have been a Lethal Rakdos's return. I'm like, why am I even holding this stupid... Stupid, uh, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have to, like, brain him for three, and then, right, he didn't have remotely enough, even if he, I could have, I could have lethaled him with Rakdos return through an Elixir of Immortality, just, like, I just didn't look at the math correctly. Sure. I, and I talked to Zach, like, I've never even come close to losing to Reed's deck, which, in theory, should be one of our worst matchups, game one's so bad, but our sideboard cards are unbeatable. Like, they, I don't think that deck can actually beat Slaughter Games plus removal. They only have a few ways to win, we have more than enough ways to kill their guys, just Slaughter Games, like... So let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Then we'll, we'll, yep. we'll get into the into the gate crash cards. But you know, you're talking about Reed, and, and, and talking about Reed in the same way that a lot of people talk about Jerry. People talk about you, like this. So imagine for a second that you're going into a big standard tournament, like yep. Atlantic City, and you're you're in your your war room. Yep. And you have your map. You know your 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 your, your tabletop map where you're pushing. Like you have this yeah. little wooden thing, and you're pushing troops around the map. It's like who are the the sort of pillar deck designers that sort of, like, become... Who, whoever made the Rakdos deck, Sam Black, right. um, Jerry, Jerry Thompson, Reed. and then, oh no, Sam Black is Reed's deck. Okay. Reed made it very clear to me that Sam Black and okay. Andrew Cunio made that deck. Okay. In fact, the only reason that deck is special is because of the overgrown tomb that Sam put into it. Like, otherwise it's just a bad man deck. But, like, <laughs> once you put the overgrown tomb, it becomes a deck of the ages. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's one of the best decks since Cobblade, it's the most exciting deck almost I've, I've seen in Standard. <clears throat> so I would say, like, um, Jerry Thompson, Sam Black, whoever made, whoever figured out that you could 
Restoration Angel with Rag Tusk. I mean, right. and uh, Travis Wu. Travis Wu and whatever and whatever Kibler's playing, I guess on his stream. I'll play some Green White Dead. But I'm just saying, whatever he's playing, though, someone's gonna like I mean, show just, up with it. I just pl- pray that I play against all of these like Green White, Green Black decks I've been playing against. I'm like, I, for a while, you're like, oh, how do I kill a a predator? Was it Predator Ooze? What's the name of it? Unkillable guy. Oh yeah, you, Predator Ooze. You know how many ways you could kill that? <laughs> Doesn't seem that hard. I mean, want to. <clears throat> Mutilate kills it. Lily just kills it. She just looks at it and it dies. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I cut. I cut. Uh, sever the bloodline. I think. I sever think, the bloodline kills it. Yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, Zach has it. Zach sent me a list. He's just like this. Says. He's like, I know you're gonna hate these changes. I unflores the numbers. I'm like, I unflores the numbers, huh? And I look at his list. I'm like, that's a lot of three of. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, Mister. Well, Mr. ZH R&D vet <laughs> wrote the preview on Liliana. Pro Tour Top 8. I think we're not going to make these changes. Uh, but he made, he had some fantastic sideboard suggestions. Uh, I'm going to take at least one of them. I do not own the card yet. <laughs> so I'll have to get some of these weird cards. Um, but I'm very excited. And, you know, whether I do well or I do, don't do well, uh, I don't play in that many tournaments. So my N isn't very big. But... I kind of knew that going into a tournament like this, I just wanted to, I just wanted to play the cards that, that I want to play, and you know the kind of deck that, almost the only kind of deck I've ever done well with, right? Kind of these like non-blue, board control we control decks. <clears throat> so I mean, are you gonna go to AC? I'm not. I'm going to Vegas. What's the same weekend? Same weekend. For an event? No. Just for chills. Just to uh, hang out with uh, people from my company. No. Oh. Yeah, look at me. I have a company. I'm going to Vegas instead of AC. I mean, I'd like to go to AC. <laughs> All right. So enough about me. Oh, my God. Is that the first time in my life I've ever said that? <laughs> enough about me. I mean, you've probably said it ironically before. I got a T-shirt that says it, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about some gate crash, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, again, these are only the cards that are officially spoiled on the on the website. We don't really So not like imaginary cards. Imaginary cards or cards that might be. So, um... Um, there was a lengthy pause. I don't know. Some business was being done or something. Business was conducted. His definition of business is like, we like to play games. Let's talk about social media. Yeah. Isn't that your definition? Isn't that your work day? Yeah. F you. Throw rocks at you. Alms beast. All right. So this feels like a card. Humpus Wumpus. Yeah. Humpus Wumpus. Or like like even like an Urnum Gin. Humpus Wumpus. Two WB. It's an Orzhov card. It's a beast. Creatures blocking or blocked by Alms Beast have lifelink. It's a six six. So it's like Matt Ferrando has walked in as soon as we start talking about magic. It's bonus. almost cheap enough to be good against control. Almost. It's huge and it has no drawback a lot of the time. That's the. <clears throat> these are the assessments I would have of it. Like, I mean, yeah, your opponent's going to gain two life. No, you just kill their dudes and smash them in the face I mean, for six. But even if they, you know, you gladly give them two life if they just put a guy in the way of this and it dies. Yeah, I mean, like... I'm thinking more in terms it, of limited, right? In terms of limited, you're not going to be able to kill all their guys. It's rare. I mean, it's rare, which seems to indicate that it's constructed playable to me. It's not. It, it's... I think it's constructed playable. People don't play Desecration Demon. And that's a four mana six six with flying, that also eats one of their. First guys. of all, people play desecration. No, they don't. They do. Do they play desecration demon? Matt no. <laughs> he nods while saying no. Uh, 
Um, I think they play it now. I've played it. People played it against me. I'm telling you, I think all Do they play it outside of the tournament practice room? Yeah. Any level of play higher than tournament practice room? I played against Desecration Demon in the queues last week. The two-man queues? Mostly played two-man queues, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <coughs> I, I like, I'm... Do you, not, do you not like... To, you know how many world champions I've played in, in, in the two-man queues? Fair, Three. Fair number. I, uh... Alright, I'm well, and, and Pro Tour Champions. <laughs> I, am, I am more so skeptical of this card than you are. Sort of a me? reversal of fortune here. You're, I'm usually the more optimistic. But. So, I mean, I, when I look at the Orzog cards, I, I was thinking about it last week. Do you remember when I played that Batman deck in Charleston? This is a deck that kind of really defied expectations. Um, like, Mark Purpleholtz looks at me and he's just like, I need to look at your deck. And he looked at it, he looked at it, and he's like, I just didn't believe them. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's just like, pulled out all these cards. Like, these cards aren't even playable. <laughs> I'm like, what's your record? I'm like, 11 and 0. <laughs> and he's like, how is that possible? These cards aren't even playable. I'm like, I think that your understanding of what's playable in this format isn't, isn't correct. People play on a certain level. This is like, you remember when we played Versus System? Yeah. And like, there are characters like, was it Batgirl, who's a 4-drop, but she was basically like a 5-drop? Or then there's, there, you, or there, um, and th- that was a game where, like, you could just look at the stats on somebody and know how much they cost, right? Sure. But Batgirl was a four drop that, that played a five drop, and then there were some decks that had seven and eight drops, and other decks just topped up on six. So all you had to do is not get killed by their six. You play a seven or eight, and they can't even win anymore. Right. Like, the seven or eight's so big that, <clears throat> and this is a game where you're never monoscrewed, right? Right, and you can't ever counterspell anything. Yeah, there's no counterspell, and so all you had to do is not die, get your eight drop and play, and your opponent's dead. Or have some insane Rube Goldberg machine like Teen Titan that where you just go off. It was, it's, I think that that was a mis, like a, a complete misconception because so many people were not savvy enough, like uh, trading card game cons- constructed players, that they just you know cooperated with their opponents to make it go up. So I was like, when I was playing on the, I played on one versus System Pro Circuit, and my opponent, I, I got like a really slow draw. I, I think I was, was I playing Sentinels maybe. Uh, and my opponent was playing Teen Titans, and he got, like, the Teen Titans draw. And I was just like, wait a minute. All I have to do is this, this, and this, and not only can I not lose, but you're blown out. And he got the exact right draw. So I, I, I crushed him, like, on turn eight, and he's like, wow, I just had such a good draw. How did you win? And I, and he was actually like a two-time 10K winner. Sure. And I was just like... Uh, I figured out this stupid game that you guys play. This deck isn't even viable. You got like, the best possible draw, and all I had to do was set up my characters in such a way that you can't break through damage me, and you can never win. And he's like, oh, wait, what do you mean? And I'm like, so you just kept doing these team attacks, and you never did breakthrough damage. I was alive to the point that I was just going to play a bigger guy than you, and then I just attacked your weakest point, and you took enough overload to die in one turn. We have veered very far off. I'm just saying, just, like, three people know what you're talking about. And they're all strong. Yeah. <laughs> but the, my point being, like... You're, like Two people. <laughs> that, like, the right. deck was based on team attacking. It couldn't do breakthrough damage sure. unless you let them hit you. Sure. And it so... Breakthrough damage? It all revolves... I'm just going to name up... Yeah, I was just going to say. I was just going to say. I, I'm pretty it's sure like, that whatever you're saying is I'm was, supposed to say, what about Roy Harper? I don't Maybe. remember <laughs> what Roy Harper did. I, he's the reason the deck was so good. Like, I remember... Recognizing the dude's name and him getting the nuts draw and me not playing a drop until turn four. Sounds like he didn't have Roy Harper. Sounds like that's he my story. Harper, yeah. <laughs> and I'm oh, I think this. I stun killed his Roy Harper real quick. Like um, likely story. You, you had the overload for it. The, what's one where you like tap your guy and then like flip a card over and then there, then like there's some yeah, guy's the, dead. It was the overload. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, oh, his deck can't. Roy Harper kill that. 
Yeah, like, um, anyway, no one cares about it. Or, Julie Pascal's like, I care about it. I love Versus System. Or our most recent Grand Prix winner, Vidianto, right? Wasn't he like a, a Versus yeah, stud? Yeah, yeah. He was like a, he was a huge, uh, a huge, like a huge Versus stud. Like, yeah. wasn't he like more or less the best Versus player? He won the most money, I believe. Yeah. And he just won a Grand Prix 15, less than 24 hours ago. So maybe some people, and you know, do care about versus system. Tacking for one point a turn for 14 <coughs> turns with a lingering souls token. Did you see his post as soon right after? Uh, I don't want to talk. I don't really want to talk about breaking a sack land. No, I'm talking <laughs> about when he. Well, I mean, this is probably <laughs> after you started, after you quit playing versus. But he posted the original Stoneforge Mystic, which was Apex, which is actually just Stoneforge Mystic, but it's a one drop in versus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which card was it? Uh, Apex. It's from Supreme Squadron. Squadron Supreme. Squadron Supreme. Excuse me. All right, let's talk about Magic the Gathering. Alms Beast, I think, I is playable. It's big enough that, like, it, I don't know, you just block and then you get treasuries for all the next turn and then they're destroyed. Which one's treasury troll? It's like the 5-5 the five five guy that, that has Exhort, and every time you attack, you can return a card. Yeah. It's like the Sun Titan that Exhorts. Oh, God. Like, it, it's, by the way, I'm, I am very nervous about Extort being super powerful. That's like exactly the mechanic made for me. <laughs> it is Extort or Extort? Extort, extort yeah, sorry. Extort. Whatever it is. Yeah. I actually think it's correct. He's going to exhort the power of Extort. All right. Biovisionary, I think, is sweet. Yeah, I mean, obviously, people are already talking about a modern deck with this and um, Mirror Weave. Well, don't you just go oh. Omniscience, Infinite, and then play all your Biovisionaries and all your clones, and then say go. You could do that. Or you can just play Emrakul. Or you could... In or, standard, you oh, can't. standard. Or you could Cackling Counterpart uh, and Populate. Yeah. Which seems there's also another card that makes copies in look, the set. So, the way I look at it, obviously, if you're going to... If you're gonna play a deck that's just this is this is laboratory maniac, right? It's this, I think it's this much is a, better than laboratory. But what maniac. I'm saying is it's a, it's an alt win condition, and there are ways to exploit it in standard, in modern, so, probably in legacy. There are people will at try least to do it. twelve clones that are legal in in standard, and this works well with. I mean, it's awesome with Captain Counterpart, right? If you're gonna play like Tracker's Instinct to set this up, what are the sure. twelve clones? Tracker's Instinct. I'm sorry, uh, Captain Counterpart, clone. clone, and Evil Twin. Oh, evil time. And and by the way, he's a human. Yeah. So you can Angel of Glory's Rise for. Oh, that's event. insane. You can actually just like mulch Tracker's Instinct. Go, you know. Please don't have rest in peace. <laughs> and then uh, Angel. You of can Glo- control for stuff like. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it, but and then <clears throat> Angel of Glory's Rise back. You know, two of him and two clones. Yeah. Well, clones you're, aren't humans. No, clones, no, clones aren't humans. You're right. Sorry. Um, but you right. can. Uh, it's fine. What you're saying. You know what There's saying. definitely setup that can be done. He's like fine. He's like a two three for three. There's actually many decks can't get through a two three easily, um, which is one of the reasons Vampire Nighthawk is so good in standard. Like the mid range green decks can never race it and they can't kill it. Like so, like, as stupid as that sounds. Yeah. Like a a, a Vampire Nighthawk will clear will cleanly kill someone who's racing with the Thragtos. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. I think I think this card's very very good. Um, the first thing that I think of is infinite infinite this thing, but I'm sure that there's better things you can do. Okay. Angel Glory right? seems it's fine. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. And, yeah. and with Tracker's Instinct especially. Yeah, and and also I think with uh, I, again I, I do also think that uh, just cackling. I've been looking for something to cackling counterpart. It sets up perfectly with Tracker's Instinct, right? Yeah. You bury your cackling counterpart. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, um, and I mean. I don't know how relevant um, 
Chandra 4 is, but you can go like Chandra 4. Fork something. Oh. Fork, fork the Captain counterpart. I mean, mana is going to be perfect for whatever you want to do, right? I mean, like, it just doesn't matter. It it's, it's Ravnica lands, and we put it first. Ravnica lands, and there's abundant growth still. I mean, like, I was talking about a deck that was just like Naya splashing for double blue. <laughs> sure. It's perfectly reasonable in the standard. So, so that, yeah, this, <coughs> this, is, this is a card people are obviously going to build around, and people are going to try to build around it. I think it's very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and just to give you an idea, like, I've already been thinking about putting it into my EDH deck, because because there's just ways to still, there's just ways to copy it and win with it. Right of replication. Right, right of replication, spinning image, so it's like, you don't, like, anyone who's just looking at it and thinking, like, how am I ever going to have four of these in play? You know, it's weird. How am I ever going to collect four? <laughs> that actually will affect the secondary market price, right? Do you actually I mean, have to own four? You actually four? have to own four, yeah. I, no, you don't, actually. It's my point. The interesting thing about it is, um, like a lot of the kind of decks that I like to play, like like I was talking before about Liliana of the of the Dark Realms deck, just can never beat some decks in game one, even if you can sideboard really well against them. Like any kind of progressive card advantage deck or like fair creature removal deck will auto lose to this. Like you just wait until you want to set it up and then you just kill them. Sure. And you could you could play this and Laboratory Maniac in the same deck. Uh, after you've drawn your deck, would be like really really convenient as well. Yeah, like well, I'm just saying, like you could have like two different paths to victory depending on how your opponents. Yeah, um, Trying to trying to fight you. Uh, next card is Call of the Nightwing, which is the first of the cipher. Uh, first of the mechanics, yeah, oh, okay. that, we, that we're seeing cipher. So this is two UB for a sorcery. Put a 1-1 blue and black horror creature token with flying onto the battlefield and a cipher. And so, cipher basically says when you cast this, so you encode it onto you can a creature. encode this guy with the cipher, right? Yes. Let's see. So, you make the thing, and then you may exile as well. Yes. So, every time you hit the opponent with a creature that has the cipher on it, you can replicate the spell, right? Yes. So, basically, call the Nightwing. If you resolve it, you cipher the guy. And you hit your opponent once, you've got two guys that have called the Nightwing. You hit them again, you have four guys that have called the Nightwing, right? No, I don't no? think it works that way. They don't all cipher? You play the cipher again. No. No? No, you, you may exile get... this spell card. Yeah, it has to be a spell card. Oh, okay. So you so only you, get one You only cipher. get one, yeah. Oh, then that's crap. <laughs> I thought it was insane. No, apparently no. it's not very good no, at all. No, no, I mean... It's just not good at that card. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely going to be good on something. Yeah, I man, it seems fine, right? Like, Wait, you what? think that that card is going to be good on something else? No, I think the mechanic... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, on I was confused for a second. I was just like, why would I spend an additional card to make all the I, I, I think this card might be okay. Um, Is it fly, the guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably insane and limited. Oh, and, and yeah, it's it's going to be broken. It's like Pack Rat, too. I mean, I, I, I don't know how old this tweet was, but I was looking over Patrick Chapin's um, Twitter pictures today. It was just like, tell me again about Pat Rack. And it was a top eight of, like, this limited Grand Prix. It was, like, Ben Stark, LSV, Caleb Durward. It's like some insane murderers wrote, oh, yeah. guys that didn't get Pack Rack. Well, LSV had Pack Rack. <clears throat> And seven other guys. And seven other guys. Actually, actually, that that topic. He's the one who needed Peck at least. Yeah, no, he had and he had busy orders too. It was a uh, Grand Prix Indianapolis, which was the week <coughs> weekend before Christmas. The top eight of that GP had seven GP champions in it. Who was the odd man out? Odd man out was rookie of the year Matthias Hunt. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> and uh, the the seventh Grand Prix champion won his Grand Prix. At that event. Obviously. And it was Ben Stark, who's a point <laughs> <our> champion. 
So often, I, often shortlisted for the best limited player in the tour. Too. Yeah, I, I mean, I I learned a ton just talking to him about limited at that event, like watching his pick orders, and he yeah. he's just he's just so smart and so he's practical. To talk to in general, yeah, just so smart and practical about limited. You know, he's just like, no, just take this. This is why. Here's what you do, and it's very very straightforward. But uh, but I I can see this coming fine. Uh, in general, I thought it was really exciting. Now I think yeah. it's poo. Yeah, but that might be just because you thought it was broken, and now it's just might be just. Broken. I thought it was just like this insane swarm of flying creatures that's actually still relatively easy to beat with like a bonfire of the dam, museum mortars, etc. But you know, I, th- I thought it was really exciting. Yeah. I'm, now I'm just like it's it's a Vitu Gazi or but something. I, see, I was thinking about this more on something like uh, I was talking to, to, to Matt about this earlier today, um, Demir Kiru. So. We haven't gotten there yet. I don't know which one. Is that is that too unblockable? It's too too unblockable. So it's 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 like all the key rooms we've already seen in uh, in this set in Return to Ravnica. It's blue black activate comes with two two unblockable unblockable some kind of flavor. They couldn't have made it three two unblockable. Yeah, I mean like seriously, two two unblockable. It's like. how much more insane is Rakdos Kirun than every other Kirun? The dude just beats the living bejesus out of Ragtusk. Like, the rest of the Kiruns are a joke compared to Rakdos yeah. Kirun. But if, <laughs> if you encode something on a Kirun, or if you encode something on a Manland, yeah. they keep the encoding. So they'll still have the they'll still have the Cypher card even when they stop being uh, a creature. I mean, likely so, this mattering and constructed is quite low. Really? Right? You don't think so? I don't think so. Now I like, think. I mean, not, not necessarily call the Nightwing, but possibly oh, other, other possibly cyphers. Other cyphers. Like the Windfall Cypher yeah. seems very powerful. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Clan Defiance, Red Green X. I like the casting cost. Yeah. Uh, sorcery, choose one or more. So you can do X damage to target creature with flying. You can do X damage to target creature <coughs> without flying. Or, and you can do X damage to target players. So, so like 40 or Resto Angel, 40 or Thrag Tusk, 40 you. Right. Or oh. or if your opponent had like <coughs> a flipped Delver, an unflipped Delver, and their themselves face. and their face, you could be like, pay four mana, do two to the Delver, two to the Insectile Aberration, and two to you. So I'm super excited by this card in every way except for its playability. <laughs> it just seems so awesome and no one will play it. You don't think... I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time. Like, I, I had a long conversation probably, with... It's probably going to be awesome in block or something. I had a long conversation with Zach yesterday about playing Rakdos' Return versus Sands of Delirium. And he goes, like, we were on Sands of Delirium for a while. And I'm like, you just got to play Rakdos' Return. And he's like, he's like, Sands of Delirium is so sweet. Like, they can't beat it. And I'm like, I just bring in one Rakdos' Return against mid-range green decks, like green whites. I just kill all their dudes. And eventually I just have Ultimate Liliana and I kill them in one turn. He's like... Oh, I'm like, yeah, 38 you. Discard 38 cards, I don't care. But, the, but like, like if, if it's hard if it's hard to get someone to, fit, to play Rakdos' Return, right. like, you know, Clan Defines is so much worse than Rakdos' Return. Uh, I mean, I guess the idea is, like, if, if I could see formats where... I'm excited by it in every exactly, possible exactly. way. In the actual, Except I, for its playability. Um... Consuming Aberration. Cards Three. Insane. Blue, black. It's a rare horror. And it's a star star. So its power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your opponent's graveyards. And then whenever you cast a spell, each opponent reveals cards from the top of his or her library until she, he or she reveals a land card, then puts those cards into his or her library. 
So this is just... Um, Lurgoyf. Yeah, a Lurgoyf. Like insane Lurgoyf. It's so good. How insane is it with... With... Um, uh, Thought Scour? How insane is it against any deck with Miracles? I don't know. Like, they go... They reveal, like, their Miracle with their Delver, and then you just, like, play anything? Not a lot of uh, are playing Miracles, right? It's like... Most of the but if they are, it's, but if they are, right, right, it's, it's awesome. like one terminus or two. And like I mean, it's just two. insane with thought scout. I think this card, it's cards like exactly the kind of card you want in these colors, right? Like, like just this insanely huge creature for relatively efficient casting class that wins in like two hits. I mean, I think there's another guy in that color combination along the way that's a lot better. You like class F? <sighs> yeah. I'm we've got there yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I haven't. I um, think this card's games. sweet. Uh, Death Pact Angel, 3 WBB for a Angel, 5-5, five, five, flying. When Death Pact Angel dies, put a 1-1 one, one white and black Clark token onto the battlefield that has pay this casting, kind of casting us Death Pact Angel, sack this creature, return a card named Death Pact Angel from your graveyard to the, to the battlefield. To the battlefield, right? Yeah. card's insane. It's like Thraxus 2 with a way better body. And like insane it, combinations it's, with it's like, a little. I mean, it's a little worse, right? It's like, worse than Sanger does for too. Sanger does for was insane. Oh, I don't remember that one. That, but it's the one from Time Spiral <coughs> that makes of the Blinking Bat. So for yeah, it's a card three black, in black. I did not play it. Constructed. Uh, and you can pay one in a black to make a one-two bat that has pay one in a black. <coughs> Make the singer. Yeah, yeah. Like so, he but can this is a like five five. And it's like threat us plus. Like, I mean, the other one was a four four. But you could be tapped out. Like they could just kill your guy, and you still have the token. Right. Yeah, but no, I mean, no, if no. you tap out for this, and they kill this, and then they kill your one two cleric. Like, yeah, one one like, cleric. The, the reason I like this is like, say that happens, right? Sure. Then I could like back it up again, or like. Say I have like my next token, I could like populate that token. I was just saying you can, can populate get, the token. And I can is... get back I can get back a guy that, that was not that death packed angel, I can get back a different death packed angel. Right. It's I think this card's really good. And like the fact that it's resilient even when you're tapped out and forces your opponent to your opponent has to deal with it on the right. spot. And if right, if your opponent like your opponent's like, Oh, I have to supreme verdict here. So you're saying in like the cases where you might have multiple death pack angels, but you're also playing a deck with populate, and you also have access to. I think that you would make a deck like that, but because of this card, like I don't, I don't, I don't like <clears throat> this card. But you don't like it. I, I, I actually like think it. it's insane. I think it's just like too mana hungry. Yeah, I think it's fine. I just don't. I don't think it's amazing. I. I, I, like it feels I don't like know that. what words to use with you guys. Like this card is absolutely insane. It's highly resilient against removal. I agree. It's, I've seen it before. But it's, it's, it's like, it, it seems, it seems, I mean, I guess maybe, I'm, I'm Most a, things don't kill it. Pick a card that kills it. It doesn't die to Mizzium Mortars. It doesn't die to, like, any of the conventional burn spells. Like, even if you, like, even if you... I guess the situation I'm also thinking about, I mean, it's, it's, it died, you know, Mizzium Mortars curse of death's hold in your... <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my deck, like... Who plays idiot decks like I do? Like, even Ferrando is not naive enough to play the deck that I'm going to play. I mean, probably I could convince him. I'm good, good at sales. <laughs> but the, the like, I think it's fine. I just don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that this card is going to have nearly the impact that either Thrag Tusk or Angel of Serenity have had. I mean, th- those are high bars to see. Yeah, right? I, but I there's agree. But that's, one deck but that's certainly the comparison you need, right? No, like, I think. I you think made the Thrag Tusk comparison. Yeah, but I think that like the. 
the Orzhov Bleeder deck is going to be very happy to play a card like this. But isn't the Orzhov deck just going to want to play the, the Ghost Council? I mean, I think the Orzhov Bleeder deck is going to be insane. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> so, all right. They, uh, it's like they made that deck for me. You know, look, Domery Red already talked about it. Yeah. Giant Trapdoor Tutor. I mean, do you, do you think this card's... I mean... Are you going to build? Are you? Is this, is this a card that makes you want to build a deck? No comment. No, is this I a card that makes you? I, I know you wrote the preview for it, but that's okay. You, you know, you can write previews <laughs> for cards and not want to go out and build a deck with this them. It's not my favorite card. Okay. I like um, this card a lot. You like it a lot? Yeah. I think that there's a lot of upside to it. I mean, it's a cheap red green card, so it's of course like you a love cheap it. red green card. Uh, it's going to go in decks that are like really creature heavy. Like all of the creatures that you're going to want to fight with are going to be. Like, in the deck that you're going to put him in are probably going to be, like, Thrag, Tusk, and Strangle Guys, and Big Butt Guys. And he hits on second turn. Like, yeah. There's a lot of upside. Like, like sacrifice a guy to Falconrath Aristocrat and then fight something. Like, uh, I think this has, like, a lot of good applications. I think that they're... I, I agree, but the... It's just not the kind of... The Planeswalker I would want to play, usually, I think. Like, yeah, getting this guy into play on play turn two seems so insane to me. flexibility, like... The, the problem is you, you build a deck around this and your other 56 cards are terrible. Like, that's the... I, I actually almost see this as more of a, like, like some sort of... Like, you remember, like, the red-green Hellrider deck that was popular for a little while? You know, I see this as a card that goes in the sideboard of a deck like that. For what purpose? Like, just against decks that don't have a way to just, you kill know, a, they just kill, kill it on turn two. Yeah. yeah. And you just, you like, just like try to grind them out. And you just get you just get so much advantage on them, and then they have these discrete creatures. And like yeah, like he's had a Falcon Wrath or a cat crap fight where you always win, or you know, Predator Ooze. That's pretty exciting. Predator Ooze is pretty, you know, pretty nice with this. Like, I don't know. This this card seems really good. I mean, it, it's always gonna be in play on turn two if you want it to be. It's just not my not yeah. my preference. Yeah. I, I really like this card. Um Drake Wayne Crassus, uh, one... Is it like Crassus? Crassus, I don't know. know. Eli Crassus? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. One GU, uh, Flying Trample, 3-1. So basically just an Assault Zappolite. It's cheaper, doesn't have a lot of toughness, whatever. I think this card's way better than Dominion. <laughs> Seriously, like... You gonna play this card in Constructed? I would rather have this on turn two most of the time, yeah. I mean, just hit for three, bro. Like, what if I played it with a Noble yeah. Hierarch? You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to play this on turn You two. really think I want to freaking that thing <laughs> instead of a Tomri Red? Come you're going to play your Drake Wing Cap Crassus on turn two. And no, you're going to get Clan Defiance yeah. for one. I deserved it. <laughs> and let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it's unlikely that that card makes a huge constructed impact. It's no Gnarled Mass. I mean, it's, it, <clears throat> the thing that it does really well, though, is it works super well with Evolve. Like... Like oh, yeah, it's got... It's got, it's got that three power. power. It's got a reasonable power. It's casting cost. And, you know, it lets you... You know, situations where you're able to play two guys in one turn, which seems like it'll be big when you draw an Evolve guy later on. Okay. I like Evolve a lot with, like, Restoration Angel. I think that's yeah, really, of course. really good. Yeah. Um, Duskmantle Guildmage. So, Duskmantle Guildmage uh, has... It's the Demir Colors, blue-black, blue. for 2-2. Two, two, and then it has... One blue, people were super excited about this card when it got spoiled really? the other day. Yeah, um, one UB. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere this turn, that player loses one life. So at five mana, if you glimpse the unthinkable, someone <coughs> they take ten. Okay. 
So what I'm so what you're talking about is I have a way to win that when I'm winning my other way to win does marginal amounts of damage. And then uh, two, you be target player puts the top two cards of his or her library to his or her graveyard. So I actually think this card is terrible and on the verge of unplay. It's not even on the verge of unplayability. Maybe it's a sideboard card. It's just very bad. Yeah. Just straight very bad. What do you think, Miranda? Mm, I think it's probably a sideboard card. Maybe it's, it's kind of cute card. with like Nephilia Drown Yard, but not really. Not really, because like, you already have Drown Yard. You're just going to win anyway. Yeah, and this does everything that Drown Yard does for the, you know. But he doesn't use a card. The reason Drown Yard's good is it yeah. just it's in the, it's yeah, in the yeah. other pile. <clears throat> sideboard cards are like worth four regular cards. Like you can't just blow them on. Look, you're just going to bring this in in situations where your opponent couldn't take out all of his Pillar of Flames, so it's just dead anyway. It's, it's a bear. It's a beater. Not really. They can't take out all their Pillar of Flames. It's very bad. They don't, no deck has enough, like, sideboard cards that can take out all of their creature removal. I don't know enough about sideboard so yeah. uh, I have to take your word for it. Yeah. Elusive Crassus, uh, 1GU, Senate card, take Fish Mutant. It's an O4. It's unblockable. With Evolve. With Evolve. So it works well with Evolve on account of having no power. So it'll evolve off of anything. Right. It'll evolve once, you know. <clears throat> off of a 1-1, one, one, you need... I mean, like, I don't know. You've got to work real hard to make this card anything. I'm sure I'll lose to some I mean, this card's going to be awesome and limited, right? Sure. Like, like you just, like, you know... <clears throat> You just have this early game, you're just like, okay, put out my turtle. Glad you right past their pack rat. <laughs> you know, and then evolve it up, and, oh, evolve pack rat. It's pretty yeah. good. Just in general. That's Game Boys. <laughs> Next. Fathom Mage. People are really excited about this. I love this card. I don't like it at all. Really? Four mana for a 1-1? One, one? I mean, it's evolve, and then like you draw a card every time you evolve, right? Yeah. yeah. How often do you plan to evolve with this? So, when are you, first of all, when are you casting it? I don't know. So I can see this being fine in a uh, like birthing pod situation or some kind of situation like that where you are. But you're like, <clears throat> it's just naive to think that this is going to ever live through an untap. Like that, like. So, say you draw two cards. There's way easier ways to draw two cards that don't expose you to your opponent's basic strategy. Sure. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's absolutely insane and limited where there's not that much creature removal. You could, like, have a vault. It's probably pretty insane and limited. But, like, in Constructed, like, it's just... It's never going to do anything. Like, maybe you'll draw one card with it. You need to actually produce a two-power creature in order to ever evolve it, right? Right. Or, or a two-toughness creature. Okay. Which puts you absolutely on a minimum of tapping six mana in a turn. Sure, if you want to draw something that turn. Yeah, and then, like, they might just respond to your playing your two-drop with, like, yeah. a, a, whatever they I'm want. playing it in Commander. So like, they, they respond to the Searing Spear. Now you're tapped out. You're probably going to eat some horrible doom because you spent all your mana doing nothing. It's just atrocious in construction. Do you, do you think, do you think Evolve <laughs> is... Near the top or near the bottom of the five mechanics in terms of constructed playable. I think that it's generally speaking very bad. Just because like constructed. Yeah, just because if you get your board wiped and then you draw your evolved I mean, guy. It's just like do you remember when Phyrexian Obliterator was was posted and everyone's like, Oh, this card's so good and it was like in it was in 
Ken Nagel's top ten cards in the set. I'm like, this card is not only nowhere near this, it's basically unplayable. Like, it just asks you to do so much and gives you absolutely nothing in return. It, it like, like, the notion that some of these cards are remotely playable just pretends that huge swaths of cards just don't exist. Like, this will never survive a Searing Spear, which is in every kind of deck has got some kind sure. of Searing Spear. Like, the decks with... With, uh, well, and the, pro- the problem right now is because we're in Ravnica, because we have ten, yeah. ten Ravnica duels, we have all the other lands and the fetch lands and the, the M13 and, you know, basic, you know, two-colored lands, and we have everything in the Innistrad lands. It's, it's not even that. It's but I'm like, saying, but you have all of that, like, so the thing is, if there's a, if there's a Lightning Helix, if there's a Searing Spear, if there's a, a good... You know, card advantageous, dark banishing effect. People are going to be not only you know people can play it at almost no cost to like, their. I mean, it just I'll just give you like the easiest example in the world, right? Your absolute minimum threshold for doing anything with this card is six mana. Okay, like and then you're going to play it on four four mana. Hope you untap with it, and then get a small amount of value before you get wrath, which will break you back even at best. Like that's your absolute best window. In the same cast, the same casting window, your opponent could just have, could just have a staff of Nin. So your opponent has like a staff of Nin sitting there. Are you ever going to cast your Fathom Mage? Like it's, it's just very, very bad. Like you can pick situations where it will be effective, but you can apply. It. I could talk to you for a half an hour about how this Chrisis is going to win a bunch of games, right? I think it's more likely that that thing wins games than Fathom Mage. Uh, I agree with you. Like, and everyone's like, oh, Fathom Mage, look at how rare it is. I mean, like, <laughs> that Chrisis is going to hit someone like four times and they're going to be dead. They're going to be pissed that they lost to that card. The Fathom Mage, though, like, I don't know. It's, it's not good. Yeah, this was, so, so my fear about Simic in this set. Yeah. It's very bad and all the cards are a joke. <laughs> no, I don't know. Awesome for the commander deck. Like, oh, there's lots of cards I like. Um, but the thing is, like that the Simic stuff is like always such a um, contraption that you need to assemble, yeah. and people are just going to be battalioning you and extorting you I, I and blood rushing you. I was like all these like super aggressive. Blood rush is worse than evolve. No, it is not. Uncounterable hatreds. I mean, you, you use the term hatred pretty loose. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I like am people pretty loose. like six, seven mana blood rushes. Pretty like, loose. Pretty every, loose. Like, when hatred was good, the mono black deck didn't have any removal. It was like a major innovation when I put Vicious Hunger into it a year later. Like, no one played removal. There was like green yeah, decks that their removal was Rancor. <laughs> Maybe you'll fight me. Like the, the, there was just, these, these interactions didn't exist. Like today, if someone's only kind of defense is a is a supreme verdict or a detention sphere, they can do it at instant speed. I mean, like, <laughs> or like if you let your opponent have an untap, they just look a hundred guys in play. One of which is a peddler, and one of which is a is an isn't static caster. You just have like these these contraptions as you put them are yeah they're, no, they're no, like I, Rube saying, Goldberg that's machines. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my fear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever. What was the what was the graft? Was the last Simic one? Yeah, that turned out better and constructed than I thought it would be. Right. It was still horrible. But yeah, not constructed. <laughs> there were like two playable Simic cards total, like yeah. Plex Manta, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And the other ones that were good, like Simic Sky Swallower, just weren't really Simic cards. They were just like a big right. dude. I'm like, oh, look, it's a Hexagon <coughs> Flyer. Yay. Um, Fireman Avenger. No, thanks. 2RW, uh, 3 3 Angel with, with flying. Battalion. And it has Battalion. So, Battalion is whenever <coughs> that creature and at least two other creatures attack, you get to do something. And in this case, Fireman Angel, Lightning Helixes. So he's kind of um, he's kind of Hellrider-ish, right? Sure. I guess if you if there's he doesn't, he doesn't have haste though. That's why I said no thanks, right? Like he's fine. I mean, if you're if you're gonna play a Gaboros that, that would really want to play eight Hellriders, would you play this before you played Thundermaw Hellkite? No, right? I don't know. I probably not, but maybe you need a Boros. I mean, there was a one version of the. Could you, could you, anyway, I mean, so there's there's a couple cards that that give haste. Right, isn't there? There's the red white, but this uh, already costs four. Yeah, yeah, I know. and it presupposes you have two other guys in play. Like the other thing is, like, what if you just don't have two other guys in play? He's just a brick, right? Like, <laughs> he's, he's just like, he's just what is he's what just a phantom monster. Like, are we? Do we live in the world where we're gaming in standard tournaments with phantom monster? Like, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not good. Like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm sure I will lose with it at some point. Sure. The, the but cards, it's just the, not good the, enough. The card that I've been thinking about with Battalion in general, not necessarily for this guy, is also, there's the, the, the Racecourse Fury. I don't know that one yet. Uh, it's in Return to Ravnica. Don't know it. It's, uh, I have to learn the limited cards because I'm, I'm doing coverage on a, a limited Grand Prix next month. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> Gate Crash only, so. Oh, it's Gate Crash only? Yeah. So the one that only needs to learn. No, yeah. please. For real? Yeah. There's a gate crash only? Yeah, all limited is gate crash only. Right, there, he's effing no, with me, right? No, it's return to Ravnica only, then gate crash only, then when Dragon's Maze comes out, it's all three sets. Yeah. Okay, so I only have to learn gate crash. So I'm actually not that far behind. Correct, you're, you're actually where everyone else is. Wow. Will I have time to practice on Moto before then? Yes. For real? It'll already be a pro tour, though. They're completely making my life so easy. Thank you, Aaron Forsythe. Um, but Racecourse Fury is like, what, cost one? Oh, are you talking about the enchantment? Yeah, the enchantment. you land? tap the land and you can get something haste? Yeah. So it's it's like an enchant land that gives target creature... Do you have to pay any mana for it? No, right? No, you just have to land. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like... I mean, if, if there's a battalion card that you really want, like, that doesn't have haste already... Seems like an insane amount of work for a relatively little return. All right. Let's I mean, there's we're, also, we're still in multicolor. We got to keep going, man. All right. Foundry Champion, uh, four uh, RW uh, for an elemental soldier, four four. When it enters the battlefield, deals damage to target creature or player uh, equal to the number of creatures you so control. At least one. Right. At least one. Yeah. Often one. Often one. <laughs> Usually one. Uh, and then it has um, plus fire one. breathing and plus one or other plus one. Yeah, or whatever. Strength this breathing. This is a rare Toughness card. breathing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no thanks. <laughs> Six? Yeah. I mean, I can think of 20. Limited, limited all-star. Limited, slightly above average. Uh, limited all-star. You're staking your PTQ on this guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Play this guy with, with two other guys in play. Dome FDK something one play. guy? Yeah, FDK one guy. That's what FDK did. He FDK'd one guy. Yeah, but there was no pack rats. There was none of these legendary dudes back then. Just Hopefully there's no pack rat here either. I think, fine, limited all-star. You want to stake your PTQ on I, him? I would have God to, bless. That guy's a bomb. Okay. I'm sure I would take him, then I'd be stuck in Boros. 
And Boros seems like a fire. Fireman Angel, probably also a limited. Fireman Angel, Fireman, not Fireman Avenger. Fireman Avenger, probably Fireman also Angel. A, I would agree with. Yeah, Fireman. Actually, I would, I would much rather have Fireman Avenger than Fireman Angel in limited. In for real? For real. You remember Fireman this, Angel had First Strike, right? Yeah, this card's awesome. In limited, this card's Fireman Avenger is going to be Fireman Angel. One tournament's you are gonna, standard block. Extended Fire, Fireman in limited Fireman Avenger is first pick, first pack all day long. Fireman Angel is in the same set as Compulsive Research. I will remind you. I'm talking about Fireman Avenger. I'm telling you that you are crazy if you think Fireman Avenger is better than Fireman Angel. I do. For limited. I mean, maybe there's no removal at all. But <laughs> um, speaking of removal, High Priest Dependence card's insane. Uh, people seem really excited it's about insane. it. White black for a human cleric. Uh, so again, this is something else that can, you know, you can angel a cleric's eyes. I mean, him and treasury thrall, him treasury thrall, and anything cool. like. Um, I mean, this sounds oh, stupid, right? Whenever high priest dependence is dealt damage, you may destroy target non-land permanent. I don't know. Like, what if you just like pinged it with your own with your own staff of Nin, just to vindicate attack with your like right. vindicate their blocker attack with the treasury thrall, get it back. I mean, like. How beatable is that? Sure. It's not. <laughs> I mean, is it Static Caster? Yeah, it's like... There's, there's plenty of... Or you could just block. I mean, like, how bad is this guy for any kind of creature? Is, is it Static Caster a human? Yes. So you could actually... You could actually, Angel of Glory's Rise, yeah. get back a bunch of these, and is it Static Caster? Then like, Ping them all, and just, like, wipe out, like, three or four permanents in one shot? You can also bring back a Mayor of Averbrook, and so they're all two twos, <laughs> and then they all get to stay in play, and then you can just keep pinging them every turn. That's oh awesome. my god! <laughs> this is as if we're stupid. talking about narrow things. This is as, as, happen this is as stupid as possible. You know that the turn you cast Angel of the Glorious Rise, they're dead, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. you give the Angel of the Glorious Rise haste with your zealous conscripts. You steal their best thing. Yeah. You attack them for twenty. Sure. Or you could do this. Sure. <laughs> this is also. Awesome. I mean, the first time somebody formats formats do change, right? Cards. The first time somebody gave his own Angel of the Glorious Rise haste with the zealous conscripts, I was like, whoa. I can't believe I didn't see that, first of all. <laughs> but well played, my friend. Angel Glory's a good card. Yeah. And it's kind of been on the... A little bit on the back burner lately. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Lazav, Demir Mastermind. Uh, How mythic. many more gold cards do we have? Because I want to break after gold, I think. A lot. So it's, no, it's not that many more. All right. I say a lot, he's not the same one. UU, BB, Legendary Creature, Shapeshifter, Hexproof, 3-3. Three, three. Whenever a creature card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, you may have Lazab, Demir Mastermind, become a copy of that card, except it's still named Lazab Mastermind, Demir Mastermind. It's legendary in addition to its other types, and it gains Hexproof and this ability. Um, insane, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just 3-3 three, three Hexproof for so, 4 would be probably close to playable. In Black Blue, probably just straight up playable. And his abilities are utterly stupid. You know who he really reminds me of? Blind Seer. You remember, like, Blind Seer is, like, really kind of this understated bomb. People didn't realize how insane it was. Blind Seer, a little Sakashima. Well, Blind Seer is a 3-3 three, three for yeah. 4. And yeah. it was actually Urza before, like, they had Planeswalkers. Yeah. Blind Seer, most people know Blind Seer is actually Urza. And you're like, oh, Urza's so powerful. I'm like, actually, have you ever played with her against Blind Seer? Because in the context of the format he was in, the dude was insane. Do you, do you remember when Blind Seer was in the Merfolk deck so they could get around Yavimaya Barbarian? Yes. First time I was like, I make my Blind Seer black. Black! <laughs> oh. Blind Seer. And that was the whole limited, <clears throat> the limited format was all about just changing colors. And... Yeah, it was an insane card. Um, so you, you like this card? Do you think this card's 
constructible. I think it's constructible. I think it's just kind of a tough yeah. casting cost. Yeah. Yeah, I think most decks want to be mostly yeah. black or mostly just blue. Never cast this guy on turn three. I guess you On can. turn three? Yeah. How? I'm saying you're never casting him on no, turn No, you're three. not green. Yeah. I mean, maybe you are green, yeah. but then that's tough. I mean, yeah, your far sequel had to work yeah, very yeah. hard. <laughs> Um, right, I guess that would be the, the way you do it. Like, yeah, your first plan had breeding pool yeah. into it's, overgrown uh, tomb into anything actually. Yeah. And it anything. says when it's put in when a creature is put into anywhere yeah. into an opponent's graveyard from, from anywhere. anywhere. So like you could put it in the sideboard of like blue black X controlled X and Against. you have drown yard engine. Yeah, so you always you have, have your pick. Of it's your actually also guy. one of the best possible sideboard cards against reanimator strategies, right? Yeah. It's so like they're just like Grizzly Salvage, and they're like, oh, all right, sweet. Uh, I guess I have <coughs> X, whatever is most appropriate at right. the time. Um, yeah, and you, the, get, you get Gristle, and also what's important is you get Gristle Brand. Like you get Gristle Brand before they get oh, to so reanimate they, their Gristle Brand, so you're like, throw a bunch of cards. You don't get a lot of the 187 effects, right? So if they no. get. If they get Thrag Tusk, you don't get you don't get to gain five. You know, if they get Angel Glory's I'm sorry, Angel Glory's Eyes or Angel Serenity, you don't get to do the insane no, things that play no, things. No, no. You can do the leaves play things that are interesting. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But I, I still think it's very powerful against some of these strategies. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Mystic Genesis, this was, was my preview card from yeah. last week. I, I think probably a, a fine commander card, probably too expensive for standard. I think it'd be playable. I could I could see it being playable if evolved. It's really you know, it's really good against like if you're if you only want to counter a card like um, Nickel Bolas or Door to Nothingness. Sure. Like, there are a lot of matchups you're, where you're never going to play more than one or two. Omniscience. Your opponents only have like three or four cards that actually matter in their entire deck. Sure. And you're just like, oh, well, by the time that they're casting an eight, I hope to have five. You know, right. that's not a huge bar. Right. If, you, if you're, if you're going to, I think that would be reasonable. Great, right, right. I mean, it's not. I can, I can see it being played. I think. <laughs> what if it's countering like a Sphinx's Revelation? Well, it's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. I think there are a lot of applications for this card. Sure. It's interesting. Like, I like a card like this, and then like cards that everybody else likes. I like this card's unplayable. Like, do most of the band decks play, uh, like, Cabinet Souls so they can call Beasts? Yes. So they, they, they usually have a little like, bit of that. Wouldn't you, like, if you play this even though they named Beast... You would get the tokens. You, you would still get the tokens, so... Yeah. You could still get a 5-5 five, five guy, deal with their drag test or something. Uh, but they don't have a lot of cavern souls. Like some of them don't have any. You know. It's hard because no, they no, have, I don't like, think you can target the spell if they play. They can. You know, no, you can. can just, yeah, I, I've commanded <coughs> spells that were encounterable okay. just to draw the card. Okay. All right. So um, uh, Obizak goes cancel. Obviously, that's probably the best card that's been spoiled so far. So one WWBB five five legendary creature spirit advisor mythic. When Obizak goes cancel, enters the battlefield, siphon soul for two. Right? Yeah. It's like. Um, but wait, there's target opponent, yeah, loses two, you gain two. Then at the beginning of your end step, you may exile Obzidat. So he's just not in play on your opponent's turn. Uh, if you do, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. And it gains haste. haste. So it's just like the most insane So card. it's just an unverdictable, unmizium mortarable. I mean, I think you could even mizium mortar it in the first place. Well, I mean, so it, you can't kill a supreme verdict, right? It's yeah. hard to kill in general. But if you just resolve it against control, they're dead in ten turns. If, like, nothing... I mean, right. even if they have every kind of defense, right? Like, right. they're dead in ten turns. It's keeping you alive. And, by the way, it's a 5-5 five, five for 5. Right. And if you're playing against Beatdown, you could just leave it so you can right. block. There, there's not currently very much that deals with this card. In there's nothing that standard. deals with this card if it resolves. Almost, yeah. right? You, just instant speed removal, obviously. But <clears throat> it's really, really good. And the thing is, like, it's everything you would ever want in a creature, right? It's like... 
highly efficient to its power and casting cost, and it has two absolutely insane abilities that work well together. Like, it, it's a card that's insane against control. If it ever resolves controls in a lot of problems... And it's insane against beatdown. By, by the way, yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to say, by the way, it's also insane to, like, drain two, gain two, and have a 5-5 five five and play. But some decks, you don't, you don't also, you don't have to exile it. Right? You can leave it in play. No, look, say, your, say your opponent's trump against your bomb creatures is zealous conscripts. doesn't even give them a zealous conscript yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you want to. Right. It's, so if you had information, let's say, from an appetite for brains or something on the previous turn, but like, oh, he has a zealous con- Oh, he had a zealous conflict, so I had an appetite for brains, I probably did <laughs> but, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, two. Right? Like, oh, so you're just never going to my obs adapt, but I'm going to drain you for nine and smack you for five, and it's just insane. I, I, yeah. The only word I keep using is insane. My vocabulary is limited because I'm so befuddled by the Ghost Council's greatness. For sure the best card that's been revealed so far, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. I like it a lot. Uh, Rebel Hulk, 4RG, for Star Star <coughs> Elemental. It's a rare. Rebel Hulk's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. So, assuming you elf it out on turn 5, it's a 5-5. Five, 5-5, five, five. Five, sure. But yeah, that's not really what its job is, right? Right. So, if it's turn 5 and you discard it for 3, it's, your guy will gain 5. Right. So, right. It has Blood Rush, <coughs> which is the mechanic for the Gruel, and that's 1GR in this case... Uh, discard Rubble Hulk, target attacking creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of land chickens. So presumably we just live in a world where there's no instant speed creature removal. Right? <laughs> the girl's entire mechanic. Yeah. I mean, it's a not that inefficient six drop. Right. I mean, it reminds me very much of, of uh, cards like... Um, doesn't do the, it doesn't have the same function, but cards like um, the the land cyclers that went into the living index. Yeah, you know, you put in that sense of like this card. This card is actually here for its other ability, but sometimes you can just be like, oh, six man. I, I six. love cards like that, obviously. But <laughs> I just, the, the I'm willing to be surprised by evolve and blood rush, and I don't think I, I think will I think be. I think blood rush is probably. I mean, if mana is perfect in this format, why can't we just, like, I don't know, Kessick Wolf Run, just, like, go all in on I mean, some, hey, on some type of invisible stalker so or guys? I lost game yeah. one of a match, right, when it was yeah. against, like, some five-color green deck where I had, I had uh, like, three three Curse of Death Holds in play. He couldn't play anything. And he had just had an 0-1 Angel that I just, I had, like, a bunch of pillars, so I just didn't kill it. Just like drawing cards, drawing cards, drawing cards, and then he's just like it's infinity turn, and I'm like I'm just eventually gonna draw away to win, right? He goes, "Cast a wolf run, kill you," and I was just like, "Well, in games two and three, I never let him be in that position again." Sure, but you know, we already have cards that do this that don't use a spell slot, right? Uh, Sky Knight Legionnaire. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, probably a card that be very good in some decks. Makes makes battalion. Po- uh, like a possible mechanic to play. I like this guy a lot the first time he came around. I yeah. don't know if we live in a world where 2 2 flying haste for 3 is viable, but. But like, if, 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 if you like. If, if, uh, assume there's a 1 drop, 2 drop battalion creature that's good. You know, and then you. Yeah. You get in with this guy on turn 3. My major objection is I think that. I mean, I don't know if, you're gonna, if you agree with this. I think Vampire Nighthawk's one of the best creatures in standard. I don't know anything about standard right now. Oh, okay. I mean, like, he matches up really badly with Vampire Nighthawk. 
Vampire Nighthawk has been so impressive. Look, sure. he races the entire green deck by himself a lot of the time. And then you combine it with Liliana for his second ability. Most people don't. Most people are familiar with giving something enough negative sure. to kill it, but they don't know about just giving a Vampire Nighthawk plus eight plus eight. I assume if we're and playing, like, <coughs> I assume if we're playing Boros colors, you can kill we're not too worried about killing a Nighthawk. All right. We're probably not going to just attack into a Nighthawk and hope they don't block. People do it all. They have no choice. <laughs> like, you leave a Nighthawk back, what, are they not going to attack? Seriously? Um, it happens. Home, I hate those guys. Sun on Guild Mage. This R- card is by far the best Guild Mage. RW for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, one RW creatures you control get one plus one plus zero until end of turn. Yep. Or two red W... Uh, put up one one red and white soldier creature token with haste onto the battlefield. And it, it they just made Selesnya Guildmage red. They just made Selesnya Guildmage better. I mean, like, this card's just better than Selesnya Guildmage. Like, and Selesnya Guildmage was by far the best Guildmage last time. It was an all-star in multiple formats. I mean, even Billy played it in his right. in his Zeus transformative sideboard, right? Yeah. I mean, like, the this card's fantastic. It's by far the best Guildmage. I gladly play him on the second turn, um... Maybe into a Sky Knight Legionnaire. <laughs> but if there was a 1-1 Battalion, those guys would be going crazy for a turn before somebody just wrapped them all to death. <laughs> but but uh, I, I think he's very, very good. So Not as good as Treasury Thrall. So this is the card you've been talking about a lot already. Treasury Thrall, 4WB for a Thrall. Uh, it's also a rare. 4-4. Four, four. It has Extort. So this is the Orzhov mechanic. So whenever you cast a spell, you may pay... Uh, Black-white hybrid mana, one mana, and if you do, each opponent loses one life, and you gain that much life. I mean, it's just so good with, like, it's, dead weight, right. like, I mean, oh, what do you call it, like, uh, so, Demon Scroll, Angel and, Scroll. And the reason it's good with all that is because it says, whenever Treasury Thrall attacks, you may return target artifact creature or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. I mean, just think about having a point removal spell in your hand, right? So you just, like, point removal their blocker, extort them, and then attack and then gain back, like, right. your Liliana or whatever. Right, well, we, I mean, we just talked about the idea of, like, the, the High Priest and Static Caster yeah, and this guy, right? This guy's really impressive, you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this it definitely reminds me of Debtor's Knell. Definitely reminds yeah. me of Sun Titan. Uh, I mean, it's killable, but, like, if you ever get it online, it, it's a reasonable blocker. If you ever get online, it's so good. And Extort ability is well, so, so and, attractive. Right, and the, and the one thing you want from Extort is some sort of, some form of card advantage so that you're able to climb back into the game, yeah, right? So like, I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that the Orzhov cards are probably on the pricier side, probably not on the attacky side, and you might find yourself, you know, behind the eight ball and you want to get... I mean, like, can you imagine, like, if Seal of Doom were printed in this set? Oh, my God. I mean, Seal of Doom would just be insta-playable with, with Treasury Thrall. Yeah. Um, Whispering Madness. So this was a Patrick Chapin's uh, preview card on Star City Games, right? Right. <coughs> so this is 2 UB for a sorcery, and it's Windfall. Each player discards his or her Not hand. exactly Windfall. Sure. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player, a player discarded this way. Not equal to the, the greatest hand size, sure. right? So this card is one more than Windfall. Like, obviously, the comparisons to Windfall are very, sure. very obvious. I actually thought this card was probably playable before I read the cipher on it. Right, and then it has cipher, so you can encode it onto a creature. Like an Invisible Stalker? It's like- an Invisible Stalker, again, a... Demir Kirun seems like a you know pretty interesting card to put it on. Like how insane is Unsummon with this? Like you just play like every Unsummon, and then you just get. How about, how about Silent Departure? 
Yeah, everyone saw it. Yeah. Like, like, Silent Departure, suddenly, you're like, oh, Silent Departure, that, Whispering Madness, a couple turns later, you're like, attack, you know, before I attack, you know, Whispering Madness, you know, flashback Silent Departure. And then, like, you're, then you just draw into Moron Summons, and your opponent has to discard their creatures. Like, that's... Yeah. If only blue creatures could hit harder, like, yeah. the game would be over. Yeah. It's a very interesting card. I'm, I'm not sure how great it's going to be constructed, but... The fact that it gets gets the creative juices flowing like this is uh, attractive to right. me. Right. I mean, and, and, and it's conceivable that you can just build an act that's just going to be capable of... On summoning of, of, Or of decking, of decking your opponent, too, right? Yeah, like, sure. And, uh, you know, assuming you've unsummoned, your opponent has to use their mana on their turn. You know, you get to untap. You get to, like, do some stuff, play out some cards, draw, draw a new hand after you attack. Well, you could have Lazov in play, right? So Lazov has Hexproof, right? right. You could Cypher him. Yeah, yeah. And then you could just, like, unsummon their best guy, attack with Lazov. They have yeah. to discard it, and then yeah. Lazov is now that guy. Yeah. Um, Zamet Guild Mage. This is the Simic Guild Mage. <coughs> uh, Blue-green. And then it has blue-green. This turn, each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. We checked. That means even if it wouldn't get a counter, it still gets a counter. So additional also yeah. means in addition, in addition to zero. To zero. Uh, and then it has uh, blue-green, remove a plus one, plus one counter from a creature you control, draw a card. Um, this seems excellent. Not as good as the, the Boros one, but still much better than the Jameer one. Right. And you'll probably... Um, it's, uh... Oh, the Sage of Fables. Sage of Fables. Well, this is also playing well with, say, a card like um, Stranglerood Geist. Oh, so you could make it so that Stranglerood Geist always comes back, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Right, my Stranglerood draw card, and my Stranglerood Geist oh. is also now another card. I think this card requires a little work to make him good. Sure. But I think that the potential is certainly there from the beginning. Sure. Can you re- jack him multiple times, so like pay like six into the first ability and your guys will uh, I, I, I believe so, right? I believe I so, so right? yeah an additional so it would, it, would cumul- it would accumulate I think this card has some actually there are probably decks that can't beat it easily at all yeah um, like red based removal decks if you give them enough time I think with I think with uh, Undying it's actually going to be pretty interesting yeah I mean it, the, the major limitation on effects like this is availability of mana right but, <laughs> this and draws message is a little tricky but I think I think this card is good. Uh, Zertas Swine. A giant pig, apparently. Giant, yep, it's a boar. Uh, yeah. It's three. Uh, it's, it's basically Dirkwood Boar, except it costs red green instead of just green. No, it's 5 4. Dirkwood Boar's only 4. Oh, yeah. Four. Dirkwood Boar's a 4 4. Um, well, for the extra penalty of paying that red, <coughs> you get an extra point of power. And it has just, just vanilla other than Blood Rush. It has. For three mana, discards or toss swine, and target attacking creature gets plus five, plus four until end of turn. Yeah, I don't see this making a huge flash in constructed. All right, so let's break for now and then go to something other than gold. Yeah. Sure. I mean, do you want to just do the two, the couple of hybrid okay, cards? Okay, let's do hybrids. All and right. There's, not, there's only two. So, burning tree emissary, which so to me this feels like, feels like the kind of card you you would actually like. I think it's excellent. Yeah, yeah. gruel gruel. Uh, for a human shaman, when Burning Tree Emissary enters the battlefield, add red-green to your mana pool. So. It's actually interesting. It's kind of a fixer, right? It turns Gruel Gruel into red-green. Sure, but, I mean, it's it's less of a fixer, just more of an exploder, right? Like, yeah, you play two two drops on turn two. Yeah. It's, uh, or three two drops on turn two. If you depending on which two drops, yeah. sure. I, I think it's a very good card for a certain type of deck. 
turn one guy, turn two this Stormblood Berserker? Is that still legal in standard? You could do that, yeah. Oh, wait, that guy's actually not in standard. No, he's not. He, yeah. was in, he was in cube. I played with him a lot. Yeah, I don't know. But you could play like this in a removal spell, right? Like, you can... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this and Searing Spear, right? Like, yeah. oh, and play my guy, you know, like that dilemma, like, oh, do I kill his guy, yeah. or do I play my two drop? You know, like, two drop to kill it. Well, there's still that a girl guild mage, so... Which? A girl guild mage that you could probably play off of him. Right, right. We haven't seen the girl guild. Well, there's all kinds of stuff I'm yeah. sure you could do. Uh, the, other, the other hybrid card is Night Vale Spectre. It's one of the most exciting cards. Demir, 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 for a 2-3 flyer. Whenever Night Vale Spectre deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles the top card of his or her library. You may play cards exiled with Night Vale Spectre. I mean, it's... First of all, that's basically black, black, black casting cost in my opinion. Like, no blue deck is going to touch this. Sure. <laughs> Not that I know of. But black decks will really appreciate this card. Like, combine this with point removal and discard so it's not dead. You hit them, like, two or three times, the game's over. Like, I remember playing with Muse Vessel and winning long, grinding games with Muse Vessel. Sure. And uh, you're playing their lands. Oh, my God. You're playing their lands, Brian. Right. It's so good. And, and, and again, so if you're playing this with, let's say... Liliana of the Dark Realms. Yeah. You know, you have access to some pretty good mana, too. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, if you I, have I, something I, you really want to Obviously, some blue decks play. I, I really think this is good. just a black, black, black passing cost. This is like Vampire Nighthawk's kid brother. Yeah, and, you, and you, were, you were already talking about how you feel like 2-3 is really difficult. It's hard to kill a 2-3. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can Searing Spirit, but, you know, people are like, oh, Searing Spirit is commonly played. It's not as commonly played as, pa- as, as a... As pillar flame, and you can't kill this with an ultimate price. And you need to right, and you need to use your searing spears on other things sometimes as well. Yeah, I mean, like searing spirit, he, he kills Hellrider, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think this card is absolutely. So we're, we're excellent. playing our Night Vale Spectre Hellrider deck. No, probably. Not. <laughs> okay. I mean, this guy, he's he's, he's news vessel. Sure. All right, so let's break. All right. 